Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. game or something? Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And today, we're going to cover a whole various array of topics. Yeah, we got baseball going on. I mean, the All-Star break is coming up. We got the World Cup winding down. You got, uh, you know, the NBA draft and all of the things that happen after that, the, the award ceremonies. Um, you know, hockey had a great year this year with the Washington Caps winning it all. And, of course, the NFL training camps are only a month away. So it's never a, a boring time for sports. Never. No, except for the day before and after the All-Star game, right? There's no... Oh, I like that. Yeah. I Believe me, as a sports announcer, because I, I work for one of the local stations, it's fun. I mean, you never are bored, but there are certain nights we just... It's kind of fun to have a little... You know, sort of a low-key night. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm not going to give you the date that I, we're... Obviously, we're, we're taping this show, but I was doing a shift um, at the local station, the CBS affiliate in San Francisco, uh, last night, and the Giants weren't playing. And the A's had already played, and the Warriors had had their big press conference, and there were the NBA awards being given out, and there were a couple other stories, you know, things moving on Twitter and on and ESPN. It was fun. It wasn't, you know, I didn't have to scramble and, and watch three things at once. Yeah. I could kind of, you know, digest what was happening. So as a sports fan, I think the average person sort of picks and chooses. It's almost like going to the supermarket. You know, you figure out, oh, this is what I want. I'm going to go for that only. But as a, a sports announcer, you have to be able to embrace it all. Oh, yeah. And you want to because you love it. You know, I love soccer almost as much as – if I go to a soccer game, even though I didn't grow up with a sport – I like it almost as much as baseball. Seriously, no, yeah, no, oh, yeah, you yeah. can't put those two in the same yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. conversation. No, they're, you know, kidding. hockey, same thing. I hadn't covered a hockey. <laughs> g- I'd never been to a hockey game in my life. I go to the University of Denver, the college I went to in the early seventies. Great hockey power. Boom, yeah. Became an overnight hockey fan, you know, because we were our campus station carried the games, and I had to learn the sport. And by the second year, I was doing play by play. By the third year, I actually kind of knew what I was doing. And that's why when I go to Tulane, we watch Quidditch. What in, no, <laughs> what in the world? What in the world is I'll tell you later. Don't okay. touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be you right back. too much. If you wear a denture, are you sure your breath is clean and fresh? Try Polident. 
It's specifically designed to clean a denture because it's tough on odor-causing bacteria, but gentle on the denture itself. Polydent has a four-in-one cleaning system with four powerful ingredients that work together to deep clean your denture. It kills 99.99% of odor-causing bacteria in laboratory testing and helps to remove stains. Feel confident and clean every day with Polydent. Available at Walmart for a low price every day. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. The Mitsubishi Motors Summer Season Pass Sales Event. That's 0% financing for 72 months and no payments for 90 days on select models. Take the all-new 2018 Eclipse Cross with its striking design and advanced technology. Start a road trip with up to seven passengers in the 2018 Outlander. Or be adventure-capable and energy-efficient with the all-new 2018 Outlander PHEV. Hurry into your local Mitsubishi Motors dealer. Exciting offers end July 5th. Special financing and option of deferred payment available through Ally Financial. Subject to approved credit and insurance. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. May not combine with factory cash rebates. See your participating dealer for details. Offer valid from June 1st through July 5th, 2018. If your A.C. isn't cold, head over to O'Reilly Auto Parts during Murray A.C. Month for a 20-ounce can of A.C. Pro R134A refrigerant with a gauge and hose on sale for $34.99. Cool your A.C. system in three easy steps with a can of A.C. Pro at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and uh, we were talking Quidditch. <laughs> I guess that's a hybrid sport though, right? I mean, there yeah. actually are certain There's sports leagues. that are sort of a combination of two or three different things. And yeah. that's one of them? Seriously? Yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know anything too much about it. I just remember seeing it. It's like you have a goal. There's a ball. You have teams. That could be a lot of sports. <laughs> it could be a lot of sports. Could be, could be lacrosse. Could be soccer. Could be uh, exactly. you know, hockey. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing that's universally so popular about those three sports we just mentioned, if you go watch them, is it's not real complicated. I mean, the strategy involved, but the, the object of the game is to put the ball in the goal, yeah. put the puck in the net, you know, and uh, isn't it, wouldn't life be so nice if we could simplify <laughs> it like that? You well, know? So that's what they talk about investments, where it's like, don't invest in anything you don't understand, yeah. you know, and, and the Good simpler point. the investment, the usually the better it is. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember uh, seeing uh, on this one investment guy's web- website where uh, there was some 
a famous investment guy being quoted mm. as saying that you know when Wall Street comes out with all of these really sophisticated things, run. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of true. I mean, well, it's the same thing with baseball with all these statistics. I mean, they're interesting, and to a certain degree, they're relevant, but I don't, all the new ones that have come out in the last 20 years, I don't pay really much like attention war to. war and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so actually, I want to talk yeah, about yeah. that, because I actually yeah, have yeah. that on my list here. Sure. So uh, I want to do a little comparison here. Mm. Um, they're talking about comparing Trout, because he's having a really good year, to, um, uh, you know, Ruth, and bonds and that that sort of thing. Just comparisons, I yeah. think, are just it's like comparing artists. You know, great artists should be appreciated in their own right. They're all different, and I, I just think, well, oh, this guy was better than that guy, or this gal, she can kick the ball harder than that woman on the soccer team. You know, just appreciate them all for what they are. Trout is amazing. I mean, he's yeah, one of he the is. best. Uh, the guy in New York, Judge yeah. or Stanton. Those two yeah. guys are amazing. I mean, we've always had these, sl- and we've always been intrigued by them because they hit the oh, long yeah. ball so far. The other day, um, the A's had a top prospect. Uh, most of our listeners have never heard of this guy, but he may turn out to be an all-star. Probably not with the A's. They'll probably trade him away. Franklin Barreto. He comes up his first game or second game up. He hits a 425-foot homer at Petco Park, which is not a hitter's ballpark yeah. in San yeah. Diego. Uh, a couple of days later... Uh, he doubles in, I think he had, oh, no, I'm sorry. A couple days later, he had two three-run three run homers. Three run yeah. homers. And then uh, yesterday in Detroit, and I'm, again, we're taping the show, so this is a, probably a week and a half ago, but he uh, he doubles in the tying runs in the eighth inning, clutch hit. And this guy is, has been blocked by some other players. Uh, Marcus Simeon, the shortstop who went to Cal, is kind of ahead of him, but Barreto is playing so well that um, manager Bob Melvin may have no choice. He may have to put him in the lineup every day. Yes, uh, you know. so now at this point, because the A's, unfortunately, with the reputation, they're looking and going, all right, how much can we get for this guy? Well, they're thinking that way. You know, <laughs> yeah. the A's are just in a holding pattern, and it's they're so lucky to have Billy Bean, and they're so lucky to have Bob Melvin, but I hear, and again, I'm hearing it uh, from secondary sources because I'm not at the games as I, as I used to be, but I know Bob Melvin, and I know Billy Bean, and I know they're frustrated right now because the team is actually a 500 team with all these no-names and journeymen. Yeah, yeah. But I get the feeling that Bob Melvin is such a hot commodity, um, Edward, I think he's going to move on after this year. And yeah. Billy Bean, I, he has so many other interests. You know, He's a huge soccer fan, for one thing, huh. and he's got a lot of other business interests. And I think he's going to kind of – he'll keep his interest in the A's because he owns, I think, Three or four percent of the team, mm-hmm. but it sounds to me as if he's his longtime assistant David Forrest, who's been worth with him for I think something like twenty years, might take over. Uh, again, this is all speculation, and it's been talked about in the media. But and again, outside of the Bay Area, who cares? Yeah. But I, I'm telling you right now, if this A's team had money to spend, they would be one of the best teams in baseball without question, without question, hmm. because they'd be able to hang. Look at all the players that left: Josh Donaldson. Yuenas Cespedes, yeah. Carlos Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, um, you know, Sonny Gray. We can go down the list. I mean, those that's Jason pra- Giambi. Jess- well, Jason Giambi <laughs> yeah, left. Yeah, back. Miguel Tejada left yeah, earlier. Miguel Tejada, yeah. I mean, they they got rid of everybody. The guy that uh, was an all-star last year that is now playing for Cleveland at first base, and I can't remember his name. Uh, he was only here half a year, but he's friends. You know, he's having a great he's having a great year. I, I can't even you know they they come and go so quickly. I can't keep track of them anymore. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because I just re- it's like a college re- roster. It's, oh, seriously, yeah. it is. Yeah. They're a college team. They're a triple A team for the rest of baseball. Basically, is what they are. And until they the reason for that is because they don't have a, a new stadium 
And getting a stadium built in Oakland is very tough, and I just don't see it happening in the near future. Not until the Raiders move to Vegas and the Warriors come across the bay to San Francisco, and that'll be in a couple well, years. What you say about the new, uh, not having a new stadium? Yeah. Uh, specifically because uh, not enough fan base, not enough seats. No, it's uh, just it's just owner John Fisher's way of saying I'm not I'm not going to uh, make a commitment to put a lot of money in this team until I have, like the Giants have. The Giants were stuck in candlestick for years and they yeah. were dying on the vine. They finally built their own stadium. They they paid for it. Um, you know the city. No, no, get, not, where did the taxpayers well, come? No, from? taxpayers paid nothing. The okay. the Giants. Uh, People who have season tickets paid a huge sum of money to have these charter seats, which are basically lifetime seats, and the Giants paid the debt off. And I think about two years ago, they finally paid the whole thing off, and they're making a ton of money. Uh, Larry Bear is their uh, yep. chief operating officer, and he's, he's uh, you know, as far as understanding how to market a team, I think he knows as well as anybody how to do it. And they've been, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to win three World Series. But even with a, a mediocre team right now, they're still averaging 35000 a game because they're they're playing off of, and it's such a beautiful ballpark, but it they're is, playing yeah. off those three championships. And they still got Madison Bumgarner and Buster Posey and, you know, a cast of some pretty good players. So they're a 500 team right yeah, now. Yeah, when, you, you know, getting to that ballpark is... It's a hassle. Not, it's a hassle, but yeah. again, it's still in the quote in the it, city. It's in the city. Whereas yeah. you know, going to Oakland, you know, you really have to make an effort. Unless you work in Oakland, yeah. or live there, you really have to make oh, quite yeah. an effort for. Well, it. especially now with the freeways, people who are not from the Bay Area, and I think ninety nine percent of our listeners who listen to the show are not from the Bay Area. Yeah. This area is not quite as bad as L.A., but it's gotten horrible. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I actually well, go nowadays. go spend some time in L.A. And, you know, the only good thing about L.A. is you got all those surface streets because the city is there's no natural barriers, there's no bay to break things up. And we, unlike Southern California, where we uh, really cherish our open spaces and yeah. our parks, L.A. doesn't. You know, they have some nice spots, but they basically paved everything over down there. No, no that's true from a yeah. beauty standpoint. Oh, but, yeah. but from the standpoint of, of traffic, uh, where we live here is now pretty much just as bad. Well, it's the car culture. California, yeah. it started here. Uh, the wide open spaces, the freedom. You know, one of the basic American freedoms is the freedom to of mobility, to yeah. go from point A to point B without having to worry about it. And people don't want to get in a bus. They don't want to get in a train. They want to have the freedom to do it and, and the yeah. convenience to do it. So gas is more expensive out here. Um, you but, know, but also you you know you have to kind of look at at where a bus will drop you off. Oh yeah, you know yeah. that's why it's really really tough. Well, you know, yeah, for yeah. those people who don't know, we have a a thing out here called the smart train. That's more for that's more for tourists. It really true, is tr- true. It's uh, a yeah, great tour. It's a great yeah. tourist thing. And you know, and if you're if you know how to work at you, it probably helps you out. But for the average uh, commuter, eh, oh no, because not... you'd literally have to either ride a bike or drive to get to the train station, yeah. and then you'd have to take either a ferry or another bus after that to get to work. Well, the uh, problem, yeah. the problem, Edward, is thirty, forty years ago. And again, Mark. I don't want to get off on a, a tangent. Yeah. We should have done something. We could have done something. Yeah. And again, I don't want to go off on a political right. thing, but we we should have done something about immigration thirty, forty years ago when it was. When it wasn't a problem, and now it is a problem. It's just like anything. We know human beings procrastinate. Wait, wait, what is that, the 30, 40 years with transportation? I'm trying well, to 30, 40, 30, 40 years ago, we had a, a burgeoning population here. We, there's about 7 million people living in the Bay Area now. 30, 40 years ago, it was about, I think it was about 4 million people. Okay. But there were some traffic issues. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking specifically, I thought you were going to bring up like BART or something. Where no, Marin no, no. You like, know, oh, the, there's no, a lot no. more people living over in East Bay. So, uh, you know, Marin uh, County, gotcha. we have, most That's of the people who live in Marin have a lot of money. They don't, ah, oh, we don't need all that stuff, you know. And yeah. now Marin is just like this little hub of, 
I mean, get on the freeway here, and if you go on bus- uh, during uh, commute hours, you know, God help you. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. It only takes you a week to get to work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's our first trivia question. We're cutting to a break here. Uh, we're talking just general. There's going to be general questions here. What college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? Ah, yes. Good one. Do you know that one? Yeah, I believe it's... Well, I, I no, don't say it. Don't say, don't don't say, say it yet. Don't, sorry, sorry. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer, if you know this question, what college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? All right? And don't touch that dial because Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some excellent points on lots of sports topics. There we go. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. 2313. That's 800 222 2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question was, what college football position receives the Jim Thorpe Award? I think it's running back, isn't it? That's what I would have thought. Quarterback? No. Offensive lineman, or is it just best player on offense? Defensive back. Defensive back. I mean, Um, I I don't even remember ever hearing him even play. I mean, Jim Jim Thorpe, for those that don't know, and they're probably 90%, again, I hate to say this, but 90% of our audiences has heard the name, but they don't really know much about Jim Thorpe. Native American, went to the Carlisle School in Pennsylvania, um, played pro football and pro baseball in the major leagues and in the NFL. And and the Olympics before And the Olympics, yeah, and he won uh, a gold medal and... Uh, he was an amazing athlete. Yeah. He lived up into the 1950s, but he was really um, successful in the early part of the century, right around the, I think about 1910, yeah. 1920, in that area, be- before 1920, actually. Jim yeah. Thorpe, amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. Big dude. Yeah, he was uh, like the greatest athlete of the century, I think they said. I back. can't remember which tribe yeah. he's from, um, but he went to the Carlisle School, which is where, unfortunately, we, we shunted a lot of Native Americans into this school and oh. made them shave their hair hair off and become Americans instead of you know, allowing them to enjoy their Native culture, but that's what... Huh. That's what we that's did in those days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we wanted to, you know, turn them into Americans. <laughs> they were the true Americans. We were the the immigrants who wanted them to be like us. So, but you know, that's that's American history for you. See, and then when when uh, new cultures come into America, and we say, "Hey, stop that! We want to be ourselves. Stop bringing your culture yeah, in." Well, <laughs> we're you know we are an amalgam of, or I guess I don't know if that's the right word of all these different. You know, it's it's the beauty of uh, America is is all these different uh, you know peoples that come here from Europe and in South America, melting and pot, melting right? pot Asia. You know, it's uh, it's what makes it, it's our greatest strength. It so, is. So uh, you know, one thing I wanted to mention back, we were talking, uh, you know, Trout versus Ruth, and yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and uh, you know, a lot of times us, us old guys like to say, "Ah, the old guys—they were the best," you know, whatever. But yeah. you know, I think about it for a minute, and I think, okay, now Ruth pay- played. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, 154 games yeah. back then, so mm-hmm. 162. And they didn't—they didn't have any playoffs in those days. Just the National and the American League exactly. champions. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and that was true up until 1969. 69. 60, yeah, 69. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I was thinking too is the fact that you know they didn't have like relief pitchers back then. They did, but they didn't. I mean, they didn't have guys that were supposed to be. The, you're, you're the relief pitcher. No, you're right. They didn't. They had yeah. guys that were sort of the back end. Uh, they had four man staffs, and they used to have guys that uh, were trying to get to become starters. But most starters went seven, eight innings routinely. And Juan yeah. Marichal, for instance, I think he pitched something like 220 complete games, and he pitched in the 60s. From sixty-two to seventy-one, I think he averaged about twenty-eight uh, games a year, complete games. Okay, so my my point in that is that it would have been easier for a guy in Ruth's time than today. In from the standpoint of you know, if you got a pitcher who has to pitch a doubleheader, well, yes, <laughs> and, yes, and no. I mean, uh, you got to remember there were a lot fewer players playing the game, so that you got the best of the best and. Um, today we have, what is it, 32 major league teams? Back in those days, they had half as many. They had 16. Yeah. So you had half as many players. And the game was a lot more a part of our culture in those days. From the 1920s through the 19, early 70s, baseball was the primary sport in this country. Yeah. Uh, 1970s, you know, we, NFL Football, became yeah. really popular. Yeah. NBA became really popular. Yeah. NHL was always kind of a... Uh, a cult sport because it's real popular in the northern sections of the country and in certain places and in Canada, certainly. Yeah. But baseball has always been a big part of our culture. And um, 
I, I wouldn't say that uh, Babe Ruth had it easy. I mean, he's facing guys like uh, Walter Johnson and, oh, uh, sure. you know, uh, Christy Mathewson during the World Series. Well, Christy Mathewson's a little bit before him, but yeah. I mean, I, I, their, their careers kind of overlap. Uh-huh. Babe Ruth, we forget, was a terrific pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. Yeah, with the New York, with the uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Who got rid of him, and that jump started the Yankees' great dynasty in 19, uh, 1920. See, and then the reason they got, uh, the, they chose to have him stop being a pitcher so that he could pretty much play every day. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like with this guy down in uh, the Japanese oh, player. Shanti. Yeah, but he's now hurt. So, yeah. you know, I mean, the problem with, I think, the athletes today is that they're making so much money, and the team has so much invested in them, they are almost treated like delicate, you know, porcelain china. Any little twinge or any little ache or pain, you know, they're great players and they do get hurt. But in the old days, you know, they didn't have guaranteed contracts. Even guys like Babe Ruth, I remember he, I read this, that he made $80,000 in, I think, 1925, which was a, a, yeah, an obscene yeah. amount of money in those days. Yeah. And when he met, um, he, he met President Coolidge once and yeah. somebody asked him, uh, you know, you're making more than the President of the United States. And he said, well, I had a better, a better year, year than he did. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he used to put a cabbage li- uh, leaf under his cap. Yeah, to stay cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, ama- it's a different world. It's a different world. My dad grew up in that era. My dad was born in 1920 and, and became a fan in the 30s. His dad took him to Yankee Stadium, and his big hero was Lou Gehrig. And mm. I remember he had the uh, the Lou Gehrig book, you know, because Lou Gehrig died of ALS, and it was such a tragedy. But uh, you know, America was it was a little simpler in those days. There's just so many sports today, and there's so much on television. It just you know, uh, when I was a kid and up until, I mean, television was popular in the 1960s, but, you know, the Giants, for instance, up until 1966 only had nine games on television. They were all from L.A. Then in 66, wow. they started having a game or two from Cincinnati and one or two from Pittsburgh or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then by 1970, about half the games were on TV and about by 1980, almost all the games were on TV. And now, Virtually every game is on TV. I think Facebook has a couple of games. On <laughs> yeah. Seriously, didn't they have a couple of games on a few weeks ago? I think I, they did. Know, they, they may have. Yeah. Hey, is it a coincidence that Lou Gehrig died of Lou Gehrig's disease? <laughs> well, that's what they called it because a lot of people had had it. And uh, <laughs> but I'm I mean, bumped. You missed that yeah, one. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I got it. No, no, no. I mean, you know what's sad about Lou Gehrig's disease? ALS. It's a horrible illness. Yeah. Is that a lot of football players get it? And why Clark the, just passed on? Cause yeah, yeah. Know. And, and it, it, there's evidence. I mean, there's not ev- direct evidence, but there's a lot of doctors who feel that all the head injuries and all of the uh, contact injuries are, lead to this. I mean, I, there's several. 49ers have had four players die of ALS. Matt Hazeltine, really? great, huh. great linebacker in the 60s, who's from Marin County, by the way, went to yeah. TAM High School, went to Cal. Uh, a guy named Bobby Waters, who was a very good um, uh, defensive back. Uh, Gary, uh, Gary Lewis, uh, running back, who was real, real successful for a couple years in the late 60s. And now Dwight Clark, and there might have been one or two others. So that's four now, Lou, guys. Now, Lou Gehrig, though, he didn't. I mean, he played baseball. Did he? But well, he was a, he was a good all around athlete. But you don't have to ha- you don't have to play football to get it. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of women get it. Uh, yeah. It's just that football, unfortunately, because of the of the nature of the game, I think probably. <laughs> Gives you a better chance of getting. I, again, I'm, I'm not stuff, a medical yeah. person. No, I mean, no, but but it makes sense. So if you're, you're we should have somebody. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Should, we should have somebody on to talk about that. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. So I have a I have a team sport doctor on, and maybe they could spec not speculate, but give us an idea what we're talking about because 
I'm just basing mine on what I've read and heard from other yeah. other people. But it makes sense, though. I mean, if you you know if your head keeps getting whacked, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, just you know Parkinson's because uh, oh, Ali yeah. with getting all the blows to the head. Well, think about know. think about Dwight Clark for a minute. He played eight, four years of high school, four years of college, and he wasn't you know a great player in college by any means. But he was still out there all the time. Yeah. And then he played nine years in the NFL. That's seventeen years of hard contact. Yeah. That's a lot of, you know, and how many games per year? 12, 14 games a year? Yeah. So multiply 18 times 12, and you got, a, you know, several hundred games. Yeah. And every one of those games, you're getting hit at least five or six times pretty hard. You're getting into about, you know, 150 car collisions. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Yeah, he was a... I keep thinking he was a tight end, but he was no, a wide no. receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. He, he was not the, the main guy at, at Clemson. As a matter of fact... Uh, when Bill Walsh went to um, went to look at a quarterback, I believe the guy's name was Steve Fuller, they needed a receiver to catch passes while they w- yeah. did the workout, and Clark volunteered. And Clark so enthralled Walsh, he said, let's you know get this guy in the ninth round. What, what do we got to lose? And two years later, you know, he makes the catch of of uh, a lifetime and you know had a pretty good career i think he was a three-time or four-time all pro he wasn't a jerry rice but he yeah. was clutch he had great hands um he knew how to get open he was tough um likable good looking i mean he just and the thing about him i loved was that he was always very humble because he came <laughs> he was never a great player in college or even you know high school he was great but in college he was an afterthought he was just a secondary guy so he was ready. He never unpacked his bags, uh, Edward, when he, when he went to training camp. He kept the same bag wow. because he thought he'd be cut. And he and Joe Montana became good friends because Montana was sort of this little guy who didn't uh, nobody talked about that much. It was also, I think, a fourth-round pick. Yeah. But those two made magic. You know, two years, la- two years later, they were a 2-14 team in 1979, the worst team in football. Yeah. Two years later, they're Super Bowl champions. That's, See, that's the beauty yeah. of, of sports. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see. You know, the thing is, Montana, um, I mean, he he went to Notre Dame. Yes, he did. And so, he was very good. I mean, he was yeah. very good there. That's the thing is, even just to get to Notre Dame, you, oh, yeah. you have to be pretty good. Well, he he was must a, have shown a good high school. He or, had a great yeah. career in Western Pennsylvania, you know, the place that has produced uh, Dan Marino and, mm. and Joe Namath. But he did not um, have the physical, you know, tools yeah. that that, co- that uh, coaches love. You know, they had that big, strong guy with the big arm. Joe well, was not that guy. Well, look at Doug Flutie. Yeah, you know, yeah, small guy, but he, I mean, good hey, quarterback. Doug Flutie had a great heart, and that, I'd never forget that pass he threw. I was in a in Miami. Yeah, yeah, I was at, <laughs> her Boston, Boston University, College, yeah. Boston or Boston College. Boston I remember College. I was in a in a restaurant with a friend of mine, and we're watching the last couple of minutes, and we're I, what what happened? Oh my god, <laughs> jeez, that made his career. You know, from oh, yeah. that point on, you know his his career sort of took off. He had a, he had a nice little career in the pros. Yeah, nothing well, great. You know, three great. or four years yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. another good looking guy like Garoppolo. That doesn't hurt. Keep Jimmy Garoppolo healthy, and the yeah. 49ers are going to be if, – if you keep him healthy, that means you're giving him a chance to throw. If you give him a chance to throw, that means he's going to complete some passes. That means the Niners are going to score some points. That also means you got to have a good offensive line. Well, they do. They do. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second commercial break here. Who was drafted in the seventh round of the 1977 NBA draft? Mm. It's kind of an odd question, okay. but – um, think Olympics. Okay. All right. Kind of a kind of a tough. It's a very yeah. tough question. But when you hear it, you're going to go, "What?" Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Who was drafted in the seventh round of the 1977 
NBA draft. I love, by the way, I love 1977. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's I'll tell you a quick story about that. No, no, it's not no? Seattle. No? No. Okay, all I'll right. Tell you a quick story. Don't touch that dial. Okay. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. The Mitsubishi Motors Summer Season Pass Sales Event. That's 0% financing for 72 months and no payments for 90 days on select models. Take the all-new 2018 Eclipse Cross with its striking design and advanced technology. Start a road trip with up to seven passengers in the 2018 Outlander. Or be adventure-capable and energy-efficient with the all-new 2018 Outlander PHEV. Hurry into your local Mitsubishi Motors dealer. Exciting offers end July 5th. Special financing and option of deferred payment available through Ally Financial. Subject to approved credit and insurance. Price, terms, and vehicle availability may vary. May not combine with factory cash rebates. See your participating dealer for details. Offer valid from June 1st through July 5th, 2018. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. A rough-running engine could be suffering from buildup of fuel and oil deposits, but O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Clean out engine buildup and improve fuel economy with seafoam products. Buy two, get one free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Extend the life of your engine with seafoam products at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So, 
who was drafted in the seventh round of the 1977 NBA draft. And I said, think Olympics. Think Olympics. So he had to play in 76 right? in Montreal. Uh, yeah. And they played, played on the, you know, the, the U.S. team in those days didn't have all these NBA players. That didn't happen yeah. until 92 with the Dream Team yeah. in, in uh, Barcelona. Okay, but but here it's kind of a little bit of a trick question yeah. that I'll, that'll help you with right now. Uh, so, f- first of all, he was uh, uh, by the Kansas City Kings, which would have been the... Tiny now, Archibald? No, Tiny Archibald. No, no. no. Uh, uh, he, he didn't play would, basketball in the oh, Olympics. Oh, yeah, because Tiny Archibald was before that. Okay. He yeah. didn't play basketball in the Olympics. In the Olympics, but he was drafted in the, in, in the 1977 okay. NBA draft. <sighs> Seventh? Overall pick. Seventh overall pick? Se- seventh uh, round. So, oh, seventh, seventh round. round. And he's a Hall of Famer? No. Oh, well, that, I, I, I know. Have no, it has nothing to do I with it. I have no idea. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's probably an interesting story. Bruce Jenner. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Bruce Jenner was drafted? That but, guy was a great athlete. He was a very good athlete. Yeah, yeah. He, she, you know, well, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah by, by the Kansas City Kings in 1977. I'll never forget watching him in the – I was working oh, in my little yeah, TV station, my first job in, t- in sports in Eureka, uh, which is about 270 miles north of San Francisco on the coast there for a little station. And uh, watching the summer games, and yep. he was just putting on a show. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you a quick story, though. Yeah, Seven, 1977. So the, the, the Raiders had won the Super Bowl the year previous. They'd oh, finally yeah. won their first Super Bowl. And in 77, I was working in Eureka still, at, uh, doing the nightly sports on the nightly television. This is before I got my big break. I went to Portland and then Seattle and then New York and then back here. And so I'm working a game. I came down for the weekend. And the Broncos are, were up and coming. Oh, yeah. And they're playing the Raiders, who were the defending champions. And the Broncos just kicked the you-know-what out of the Raiders. They beat them 30-7, to which was a shocker. Uh, they sacked Kenny Stabler five times. Lyle Alzado, uh, yeah. Mike uh, uh, Jackson. Tom, ja- Tom Jackson. Tom Jackson yeah. had a big day. And uh, John Madden is walking off the field, and he's practically having an ulcer thinking about this. And Tom Jackson runs up to me and goes, It's all over, fat man! <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll never forget, I, I interviewed all three of those guys, Alzado, Jackson and Madden, and they, Tom Jackson was still pretty excited, but he had calmed down afterwards. Lyle Alzada, who later played with the Raiders and was yeah. very, very good with uh-huh. the Raiders, and of course, we all know what happened to him. He died, I think, of a cancer, yeah. but he claims steroids that the steroids yeah. did, did him in. But he was very humble. He said, you know, I, I was going up against Art Shell, and I'm telling you, Art Shell was so tough, but, you know, we, we were able to hold our own against him. And I asked John Madden, and I sat down with him, and I said, what happened? You know, it seems like you guys weren't ready to play today. Uh, was it just a mental thing? And he looks at me, he goes, you know, very nice way. He says, had nothing to do with that. It was just that we gave them the ball five times, and they didn't give us the ball once. So that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, five turnovers, basically? Five turnovers, yeah. 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 Five interceptions for Ken Stabler that day. Five. That's and apparently sweet. the night before, Kenny had been out having a good time with the boys. <laughs> and most of the time, he was able to get away with that. That time he did Now, move ahead. Three months, the Raiders won a, th- a thrilling game as a wild card team in Baltimore in overtime, which was one of the great overtime, one of the great NFL playoff games of all time. They beat Baltimore. They beat the Colts with Burt Jones in okay. Baltimore, thirty-seven, thirty-one. Uh, Dave Casper caught three touchdown passes. They, they always call that game the ghost to the post. Oh yeah. And who do they play in the AFC title game? The Broncos. The Broncos. And I got to travel with the Raiders. I came down from Eureka, got on the plane, and went and you know, stayed at the team hotel. And I'm on the sidelines for that game. That was the biggest moment in Bronco history. They had never been to the playoffs before. They were a good team, but for 17 what, years. That, wasn't that the, the Orange Crush team? That yeah, basically, with that, Craig Morton. The, yeah, and, the, and, and lost to yeah, Dallas in lost, the They got crushed by, yeah, yeah. by Dallas in yeah. the Super Bowl. You know, Craig Morton got, us, you know, got the hell beat out. Matter of fact, he got the hell beat out of him in that game. 
and after the game, uh, he had this welt on the side of his uh, of his leg that looked like it, you know it, it was he was so black and blue. But that was such a, a great game. It was a, a 2017. The Raiders felt like they had been jobbed because there was a fumble. Rob Lytle fumbled the ball near the goal line. The referees said the play was oh, dead, and the replay right. showed it wasn't. But the replays in those days weren't weren't uh, you know reviewable. You, to reviewable. Yeah, and the Raiders yeah. on the way home, I'll never forget this. They were complaining about how the younger players were all complaining. Oh, we got robbed. You know, they were the champions. They'd they'd worked so hard for ten years. They had come close and hadn't won a championship, and then. The year before, they finally broke through and beat the Vikings. So they're on their way home on the plane, and they're complaining. And finally, Ken Stabler heard enough of the complaining. And he goes, how are you guys? You shut the F up and give me another beer. You know? <laughs> I mean, that was that was the snake. He was he was great. So great memories. Though. I was just a kid. I was 25. And we get to the airport, and there were 5,000 fans there at the airport, even though they'd lost. All screaming and yelling. And, hey, great. You know, we love uh, you guys. I mean, this was a different time. Different time. And Bill King, their announcer, gave me a ride home. I was staying with oh, yeah. my folks, and Bill was their play-by-play announcer. And there was a Bill drove these funky old jalopies. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> he thought a car was strictly from getting from point A to point B. We get in the car, and we're driving along. The rusted out uh, front hull uh, of the car, and there's you know, a, uh, there's a literally there's a, a coat hanger that's uh, substituting as, as the antenna. Oh, yeah, I and I'm noticing we got the windows rolled up, and I'm noticing it's really cold. And suddenly, I look down. And the floorboards, there's a hole in the floorboard. <laughs> and I'm looking at I look over at Bill. I said, Bill, you got a hole in the floorboard here. He goes, that's just natural air conditioning. <laughs> I'm serious. That was Bill King, the voice of the Oakland Raiders for, what, 20, 24 years? Yeah. And voice of the Warriors. And well, he was so yeah. great to listen to. Oh, he was wonderful. And he never wanted to do national stuff. He, he didn't like to do television. He loved radio. And uh, he could describe... You could listen to a game, and you didn't have to watch it on television. It was more yeah. dramatic to listen to Bill because he had such a mastery of not only the imagery and the language and the, the expressions and the emotion. It was just, uh, you know, he was a great guy. He really was an inspiration to a lot of us at the time, younger broadcasters. Hmm. So but he, was, he was the voice of the Raiders. The voice of the Raiders. The voice of the Raiders. The Raiders. All right. Uh, moving on here. Yes, moving on. So... I- I was just reading something uh, on uh, Yahoo Sports mm. about injuries at first base. And, so, and I was thinking, uh, you know, a lot of times these guys, you know, they're running out ground balls and they're hitting the bag, you know, not in the in right stride. And there's been a lot of injuries. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. You ever see a guy hit the bag yeah. and it's kind of awkward. It You're is. stepping on a thing that's about two inches above the ground. Exactly. You're supposed yeah. to hit the front of the bag. But, you yeah. know, I mean, the, you, you don't have time to stop. Yeah. And go, hmm, let me get my stride exact. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, in the last, I don't know, 25 years or 30 years, I know in softball, and they do this, like, not only the kids' baseball, but men's softball and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they have an orange bag that oh. is on the outfield, or the, on the on the foul line side. Interesting. And it's supposed to be, basically, it's first base mm-hmm. for that purpose, so mm. that you can just run right through it mm. without having to, to get injured. You know, because yeah. a lot of times, you know, you'll step on a first baseman's foot or that sort of thing. Why don't they just make it flat? I know that sounds, that's sacris- you know, that's sacrilegious to do that with baseball. Uh, well, if you, well, I guess first base, theoretically, you could. But, well, there's the, how would the first baseman put his leg against it yeah, to know I, that there's yeah, something there? I guess you're right. I mean, you could put his foot on it, but... Uh, yeah, I mean all these all these rule changes now that the commissioner uh, is talking about uh, saying that shift defensive shifts aren't aren't uh, are going to be outlawed. That there's going to be a a clock on uh, you know how long pitchers have to to get ready to throw the ball. Um, they're talking about having the DH in the National League. You know why change a good baseball has been great with, without all these things. I don't like the replay to begin with. I think really? that I do not like it. I realize that. 
it, it does, um, if a bad call is made, it, it is overturned, but it just basically takes the game out of the umpire's hands and makes the game less human. Well, uh, they do say, you know, it's got to be definitive evidence, but um, do you like it in football? I don't like it in any sport. Really? No, I, I thought, don't. I don't. I, I really don't. And I know I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people are dis- going to disagree with me here, but I think 90%, more than 90%, 95% of the time the officials get it right. And when they don't, hey, if you have to depend on a close call to win a game, you don't deserve to win as far as I'm concerned, with rare exception. Now, a classic example is the Brady uh, play, the tuck play. Yeah. That was a clear fumble. Yep. And it never should have been overturned, and it cost the Raiders um, the title. It it also led to John Gruden leaving the Raiders because if they had won, there's no way Al Davis would have thought would have said would have traded him away to to Tampa. And I don't think New England would have jump started their yeah. their great run quite like uh, they did after that win. Well, and. Uh, I'm- I'm going to say it was Angel Hernandez, uh, Cleveland. Uh, he, well, he was he was the umpire. And oh, you're talking about the no hitter, yeah, yeah. Well, oh no, no, no. The baseball, uh, it, the A's had won a game mm-hmm. off, uh, or let's put it this way: uh, Cleveland was given a home run right. against the A's when it was clearly not a home run. Right, okay. And replay showed it was not a home run. Right. And, and so, they reviewed it, and Angel Hernandez said, no, it's a home run. I think it, was, think it was him. Well, we got to remember that the, the umpires on the field have no say. They have to review it with the people back in New York who are watching the video, and then they make the decision back in New York. Uh, has that, See, that always been the yeah, case? Yes, but it then, has been. It has been. Now, in football, the official on the field makes the decision by looking at the the evidence yeah, on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, but there was Basketball, I'll same thing. I'll have to yeah. go back to this because, yeah, yeah. again, the A's got, quote, robbed mm. by uh, this home run, which was not a home run. Right. Um, How long ago was this? I'm trying to remember. the last five years okay, or so. Sorry, audience. I, uh, no, I should have no. looked this up ahead of time. But we just, you know, we just sort of talk. And talk. And <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Stuff later it's on. All right. No, I, I just am not, I'm an old school guy. I believe that the umpires are they're going to make mistakes once in a while, but the athletes make mistakes when, once in a while. That's what makes the game beautiful. And if you lose because of a mistake by an umpire, well, again, maybe you should have won the game uh, by two runs or a touchdown, and you wouldn't have that situation happen in the first place. And again, I'm playing devil's advocate to a degree I, I there, hear you. but I, I mean, just don't. I don't like replays. I don't like. I don't like all of this and analytics. You know, I realize it's part of the game, but I think we just complicate don't, things. Don't talk to Billy Bean about that. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he's he's embraced it, but you yeah. know, how many times have the A's even been to a? Um, they haven't been to a World Series. They've only been to the American League Championship Series one time. Uh, again, a lot of that is due to the fact that they've turned the roster over so yeah, many times. Yeah. They don't have the experience. Yeah, you know. I, you were mentioning about making the shift illegal. It's like, hey, on my defensive team, I could play. If I want to play everybody in center field, I should be allowed to do that. Well, Except for having a pitcher and a catcher. Yeah, and it, I and mean, it, I don't understand that. No, and, and there's interesting. There's trends now in baseball. The guy in Tampa, uh, the manager, his name escapes me. He's using, you know, because he has he he has a limited number of of really outstanding players to use. He's using five, sometimes six relievers. Um, he lets his starter go four or five innings or two or three innings, and then he, he has five or six relievers, and it, it's not illegal to do that, and they've been actually very competitive. They're close to a 500 team down in Tampa because of that. Our old friend Sergio Romo, who was a yeah. closer one year for the Giants in 2012 when they won the World Series, is 
has I think he saved about five or six games already. Huh. That's kind of cool, you know. And he's not that old; he's like thirty-three. Yeah. So you know, he's only pitching. Right? Yeah. Sparky Anderson, the guy with the quick hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Dick Williams, you know, the, the whole reason they uh, had this rule: you could only go out a couple of times, then you had to pull a pitcher. Dick Williams used to go out all the time when he was with the A's. He'd go back and forth and back and forth. That and, just wastes so much time. Well, it, it drives. It's it's all a psych job, you know. It drives. It's not so much the fans. You know, I hear people say it's a waste of time. You're out at the game to get away from time. That's the whole purpose you go to the game is to get away from, oh, my God, i got to be somewhere in 20 minutes. Yeah, but you don't want a game lasting an extra. But you have, chi- you have a chance to sit there and have a conversation. Okay, well, okay what about if you're watching on TV? Well, don't watch. Again, I, <laughs> I don't watch baseball on TV. I, ver- I mean, I do, but I don't watch very okay. much of it because I'd rather be at the game or listen to it on the radio while I'm driving around. It's not a TV sport. It never has been. Football is. That's why football's so popular. Basketball yeah. is. That's yeah. why basketball's so popular. Soccer. Mm, you know, for soccer fans, but I, I think it's soccer and hockey. You really have to go to the games to appreciate them, yeah. Because it's just the way the games are played. Basketball and football are made for television. Baseball is not. I mean, I, I, I can see what you're talking about, like being at the game. It's like when, when, yeah, I, it's true. When I've gone to a game, it doesn't bother me as much seeing a no. Um, you're out there to have fun. Out. Yeah, yeah, no. But, but it's funny when you're watching TV. And you oh, see the well, manager sure. go out there, and you're like, oh, okay, now time to yeah, go to the yeah, bathroom or yeah, yeah, do something yeah. else. I, that's why I don't watch, well, I go to, I've been to like 6,000 sports events in my life, so I don't, I try not to watch too much on TV. I watch already way too much. But I try not to watch, on a, you know, it drives my wife crazy if I watch too much. <laughs> of course, yeah. all of our and wives. My, and my daughter. And daughter. What are you doing watching that? Come on, let's the, go do the, something. Come the, on. The, the dog doesn't like it either. Dog does not okay. like it, no. Third trivia question. <laughs> all right, this is, a really, this is a really weird one, really hard one. Okay. Who did the, 19, who did the 76ers mm-hmm. right, uh, draft with the last pick? Of the 1983 NBA draft. Good one. Tough question. Okay. All right. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? but you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client 
it immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question, who did the 76ers draft with the last pick of the 1983 NBA draft? Well, you you remember the 76ers that year, uh, 1988. You you, will never guess Okay, but I'm just going to say 1982-83, they had Moses. I'm well, sorry. No, I was going to say that. Well, they had Dr. Yeah, J, but they had Moses Malone. Dr. J was a great player, but he was more of an offensive player. He wasn't a yeah. good defensive player, but man, was yeah. he fun to watch. Yeah. But they had a great team. Uh, they they blitzed. I think they blitzed the Lakers four straight that year, and yeah. won the won their second NBA title that they they had won in '67 with Wilt Chamberlain and yeah. Hal Greer and Luke Jackson and Billy Billy the Kangaroo Kid Cunningham. That was a great <laughs> team. Oh, he was a great but left hander. You know. You don't get too many of those after James Harden. Okay. A a 49-year-old pharmacist named Norman Horvitz out of Philadelphia College of Pharmacy. Oh, my gosh. They they think he was uh, poker buddies with the owner. Oh, they just had fun. Yeah, (laughs) they they just gave him a little chance to be in the books. I think that's what it was. That's a good story. Okay, uh, real quickly, because we only have less than a minute. You wanted to mention World Cup? Yeah, World Cup. You know, the thing I love about it is some of the upsets. I mean, as we speak, uh, this may have already happened, but Mexico has been a great story. Upsetting Germany in the first round, uh, making a nice run, exciting a lot of people down south of the border. Ger- uh, Russia, who would expect that Russia has scored a bunch of goals? The home, the home team has been outstanding, and then uh, Switzerland has been winning uh, with a couple of guys from Croatia. Hmm. And I guess the other day, you know, as we speak. Uh, there was a game between the Swiss and Croatia, and Switzerland won it thanks to these two guys who were originally from Croatia. And I thought Switzerland had a strict immigration um, oh. embargo, but oh, I guess these point. guys grew up. Maybe their parents came to something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe they're in diplomatic corps or something. All right, we got to cut out. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. thoughts for the day. Education's purpose is to replace an empty mind with an open one. Good point. And worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. All right. Boy, you that got that, one? man. That's a very good one. Uh, thank you. I always come up these just for you. Uh, you know, you got me there. That's that's me in a in a heartbeat. Good. Yeah, well, I'm glad. glad, one, I'm yeah. glad it's I don't remember that. It's, what was that last one again? Worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. 
it takes away today's peace. I think we could all yep. you know, profit by that one. Huh? All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Oh.